This is the Building Management Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. As people become more comfortable in the home building automation space, they want to be able to take this commercial as well. Regardless of the ups and downs in the stock market, if these manufacturers, these plants, and these entities want to stay open, they need water. All right, joining me now on the podcast is Jason Hamachek. He's the district sales manager for Fire Rock Building Materials. Jason, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today, man. Yeah, sure, Tyler. Uh, Excited to be here. Absolutely. And today we are talking about fireplaces. And I don't know anyone who on some level doesn't love curling up beneath a blanket next to a fireplace, especially in the winter months, like what we're in the midst of right now. Uh, That certainly sounds like a a pretty nice thing. But uh, there are some things to look for when it comes to the performance of a fireplace. And I was wondering if you could just kind of run down some of those things that you look for, Jason, when it comes to fireplace performance. Sure. It's it's not something that we think of often, but when you do think of it, um, like you said, curling up to a nice roaring fire in the midst of this cold weather that we're having right now, uh, we just automatically assume that we can light that fire and the fireplace is going to operate the way it should. Um, And what we find in the building industry and in the fireplace industry in particular is that not necessarily is always the case. So uh, that's really what I want to talk to you guys about today is what is a a well-operating fireplace and what isn't a well-operating fireplace and maybe some things that we can control or troubleshoot to fix or help that situation into making it a better performing fireplace. So obviously when we talk about uh, a well-performing fireplace, it's exactly that, something that you can put some uh, firewood in, light that, and the smoke goes up the chimney out of the house and the heat uh, is projected into the house and all is well. Uh, But like I said, what we find in certain cases is that uh, you actually have the smoke coming into into the house, and it's a little bit undesirable. So I want to elaborate a little bit more today on how to not only identify those issues, um, but also troubleshoot and fix them. One of the terms that I came across kind of as I was looking into this topic and knowing I was going to have this conversation with you was the term draw. And uh, there can be draw problems, it seems like, that really affect uh, the overall performance of a fireplace. I was wondering if you could kind of give us a definition of draw and what exactly that means for the industry. So when we talk about uh, draw in terms of a fireplace, it's actually the, the, the physics of how that fireplace operates. And when we talk about a well-drawing fireplace or a fireplace that draws properly, that's actually a fireplace that has a vacuum created inside of it. So the firebox itself is, is what we would consider the burn chamber where the fire and the logs are actually igniting on fire. And then you have the smoke chamber above that where the combustible gases are going to form, and you have the flue where the actual gases escape the house. Uh, a, a fireplace that draws properly or draws well will actually be pulling air from inside the house through that burn chamber into the actual smoke chamber and up that chimney system uh, with very, very little smoke puffing or any undesirable smoke smell getting or coming back into the house. So a, a well operating or a fireplace that draws well will basically uh, do the, just that. The, the smoke will exit the way it should and the fresh air from the home will provide the combustible oxygen necessary to allow that wood to burn properly. 
Exactly. So what what you know when I'm sitting next to a fire, what I want is all of the heat with none of the smoke. So that sounds like uh, the the right recipe for uh, for comfort there in a home. Uh, it seems like there are two uh, two separate categories maybe of factors that can really affect the draw uh, when it comes to uh, issues. So what are some of the factors? Let's start with inside the home, and then afterwards we'll talk about what are some of the factors that are outside of the home that can affect draw. So first, uh, what are some of the factors inside the home that can affect draw? So Tyler, it really starts in the beginning of construction. Um, in the beginning of construction, or, or let's even go back to the history of construction, prior to, call it the, the 1950s, 1960s, um, energy efficiency was not regulated as, as closely as it is today. Therefore, um, houses naturally had um, airflow uh, moving in and out of them, and it provided what we would call a, a looser house or a, a more well-functioning house in terms of uh, thermodynamics or, or even aerodynamics. Now, since recent emergence of uh, energy efficiency and code have been updated, um, home building has changed. So a couple factors that will really impact the way a fireplace draws internally are going to be the, uh, the usage of house wrap to keep that house nice and tight and sealed up and, and free of any water intrusion. And also the uh, emergence of foam insulation used in attics and exterior walls to really make that envelope of the house very, very um, insulated, so to speak. So it is efficient. You're not losing a lot of energy um, and you're not um, introducing a lot of outdoor cold air to a warm house or external hot air to a, an air-conditioned home. Those two components in and of itself create what we would call a very tight house, uh, meaning there is more of a negative pressure or there's more air wanting to come into the house than there is air escaping from the house or the house is really breathing. Um, because of that and other factors like these high-intensity, high high-CFM output ventilation hoods above these nice ranges and, and stoves that we're seeing today and very, very um, high output AC and HVAC units. All of those uh, combined actually create a very tight house and one that actually wants to pull more air in than allow air to escape. So when we have those factors working together, um, most likely the chimney is going to be used for an inlet instead of what it should be used for as more of an outlet of the home. Okay, so the in the process of kind of trying to uh, fix some energy inefficiencies, energy inefficiencies when it comes to uh, maybe in running my air conditioning in the summertime, you know, I, I don't want hot air coming in. I want, you know, to keep my house cool. In the process of doing that, we've kind of created a problem when it comes to fireplaces. Is that kind of uh, the, the gist of what you're, what you're getting at there? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, uh, that sounds like an issue. How can that be solved uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to these, these draw issues? So the, the introduction of outside air is a huge, huge factor here. Um, that can be done in a couple different ways. What we want to do is provide what we call in the industry makeup air to that fireplace, uh, whether it is passive or forced inducted, uh, induction air. Uh, we're looking to really make up the air that is going to naturally want to escape the home through the draw of the fireplace. But you're exactly right, Tyler. The, the emergence of energy efficiency and um, 
a more efficient home has led to a lot of issues as it relates to fireplaces. And they all relate to the, the makeup air that we're talking about. So HVAC systems can actually have forced induction and uh, a forced makeup air, but we also have um, the circumstance of uh, an air kit or an outside air assembly that is actually specific to that fireplace. In the case of a, a pre-engineered masonry fireplace, we actually uh, have a little door that opens to the outside of the home inside that firebox burn chamber that we can open up and actually allow that makeup air to come directly into the combustion chamber of the, the fireplace itself. Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, that that's a, that's a cool kind of way to help solve that issue. Uh, I said earlier we would talk about the factors outside of the home. So now that we've kind of covered those that are inside, what are some of the factors outside of the home that can really have an impact on draw as well? So it's, I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up. Outside of the home, what we're going to be looking at are these gorgeous facades of homes, great looking chimneys coming out of the roof lines of these homes. And inevitably, it's becoming more and more popular that people are putting a decorative cap or top on top of their chimneys. Um, in, in the case where that cap or that top of the chimney is actually narrower or smaller than the chimney and the, the exiting flue itself, that actually chokes down the, uh, the exit hole of that chimney and allows for a, an imbalance in the physics of how the fireplace should work, so to speak. So that can really negatively impact, uh, even if the house is, is a, a well-breathing house and it has a very neutral pressure, capping or, or tightening off that uh, top of the, the chimney can really provide a, an issue there. In addition to that, not having your chimney or your fireplaces inspected on an annual basis is we recommend by a chimney sweep. And we've found uh, bird nests and animals to have uh, created uh, sanctuaries and homes inside chimneys. That is a factor that can really impede and, and limit the amount of smoke that it is able to exit, uh, preventing a proper smoke draw as well. So. Those are a couple things. Uh, on top of that, the actual positioning of the fireplace within the home and where the uh, that chimney exits the, the roof line can be a factor as well. What you want to have, uh, is, and it's not necessarily the most desirable from an architectural standpoint, but you always want the peak of the chimney to be over that top ridge of the home. This will help uh, reduce what we call the stack effect and that is essentially uh, air's natural progression and hot air is gonna actually want to go to the highest point that it is enclosed at. So if the ridge is higher than the, the chimney itself, the, the heat is gonna wanna go to that ridge versus out that chimney stack. So keeping in mind that the chimney wants to be above the ridge can also uh, help ensure a, a well operating, uh, properly drawing fireplace as well. You mentioned earlier just uh, some of the features that you have built into FireRock's pre-engineered masonry fireplaces. What makes pre-engineering a, a good idea for contractors and for, for home builders, people that are uh, putting these into homes? What makes uh, having a pre-engineered fireplace uh, maybe a better idea than building one, uh, you know, a traditional you know, style way um, from scratch perhaps? So uh, the traditional fireplace that we're thinking of is, is really scratch built. Um, like you said, 
This requires a very skilled mason and uh, a mathematician, so to speak, to, to actually create one of these real artisanal type products and to create it to draw properly. Um, it, in the old days, uh, having a trade under your belt or being a, a, a very proficient and expert in a, a certain vocation was a, a badge of honor. Um, today, in this, this day and age and in this world, that's not necessarily the case. So where back early 1900s, mid 1900s, you, you had a lot of skilled labor and skilled workers being able to create a scratch built fireplace. These are put together uh, block by block, brick by brick. So with the emergence of a pre-engineered product, um, it eliminated not only the math and the physics behind how these were created by these skilled artisans, but it also allowed a typical mason or your run-of-the-mill mason that would normally do just brick or stone work on a home to be able to expand their craft inside the home to the fireplace. So a pre-engineered product is essentially a, how we like to describe it, it's more of a Lincoln log type structure that is engineered to draw properly and is manufactured um, with physics in mind. So it really makes the, the art and the craft of building the fireplace a lot more, um, a lot more able to be done by a, a less skilled artisan, so to speak. So to get to the same stage of a scratch-built fireplace that you would want to using a pre-engineered product, it takes a heck of a lot less time. We're talking uh, a matter of days versus weeks to create, number one. And it takes a lot less skill. So the cost of building is, uh, is dramatically reduced as well. So the amount of materials, the time, and the actual cost of labor is all reduced while still giving you a full masonry product at the end of the day that you can have comfort and burning wood in the home with. What are some of the big questions that you get from contractors and home builders when it comes to pre-engineered fireplaces? Are, are, are they asking questions about things along the lines of uh, maybe look or style, like can I customize this to a certain extent to fit this specific project? Are you getting questions along those lines? Absolutely. Uh, most of those questions are really derived from the architect. Um, the architects in the industry have just vast, vast imaginations, and they are very uh, creative in the ways that they want things to look inside and outside the home. So a lot of times we're getting questions from them on the height of the fireplaces, the width of the fireplaces, uh, and even the depth of the fireplaces in certain circumstances. So there are a lot of things that we can do, such as adding extension kits or going from our traditional conventional model to a more uh, a taller opening in our Rumford-based models. And even adding extension kits onto those really help um, us to create what the, the vision or the, the creative mind of the architect is really um, hoping for at the end of the day. Absolutely. And uh, when kind of as you talk about this, kind of brings to mind that this is all um, the industry moving forward and helping solve problems using these types of fireplaces. What are some of the advancements that you've really seen in recent years that help uh, you guys do your jobs better when it comes to building these fireplaces? So in terms of advancements, the the real the biggest advancement has been energy efficiency and with the introduction of the spray foam and with the introduction of the house wrap came a lot of issues that um, were introduced with a traditional scratch-built fireplace 
And through brainstorming and understanding um, how a house should operate and how it should breathe properly, we have really, uh, really captured the marketplace on ensuring that the fireplaces we are installing and that we are manufacturing are built um, to kind of counteract some of those hurdles that you would find along the way if not pre-engineered. Absolutely. It's uh, some pretty exciting stuff, honestly, because uh, you, you're talking to someone. I'll just pull the curtain back. My wife really wants to put a fireplace in the house we bought recently. And so getting to learn more about this is uh, is an exciting process for me. Uh, and I'm I'm really enjoying, I guess, the, the idea of uh, knowing a little bit more about this, because I think that it's it's something that a lot of people are interested in. Having a fireplace sounds great, but then uh, there are questions, I think, that come along with that. So I appreciate the, uh, the insight that you're able to provide on this uh, as it really kind of benefits, I suppose, uh, the, the people that could be installing these into homes and, and that sort of thing. So uh, I, I think that's really great information, and I, I certainly appreciate the, uh, the insight on this. Absolutely. It's, it's funny, before I started in this industry, Tyler, uh, I really uh, didn't think that there was that much to a fireplace. You, you load it up with some logs and you light them on fire and everything should work fine. Um, and <laughs> since uh, being introduced to the, the marketplace, I, I've learned that it's, it's far from that and there's uh, a lot more than just building a, a masonry box inside of a home and having a stack coming off of it that really uh, allows the fireplace to operate properly and create that cozy environment that your wife might be looking for. Well, Jason, look, I'm glad there are people like you who are taking care of those details because I just want to be the person that, you know, puts the match on the fire and sits back with uh, a blanket and some hot cocoa or something like that. That's what uh, that's what uh, I'm thankful for, that there, there are people like you who are taking care of those other details and, and are experts in the industry. That is Jason Hamachek. He is the district sales manager of Fire Rock Building Materials. Jason, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you, Tyler. It was a pleasure.